Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my God, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a Miracle Made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver-infused fabrics that actually make temperature regulating a thing. Uh, so you're not like getting too hot or too cold or whatever, you know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind. Miracle Made helps with that. One of the little things that my husband particularly loves about Miracle Made is that it like doesn't have as much bacteria as regular sheets because of it's infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So it leaves the sheets cleaner for longer. And then the thing for my husband is that it doesn't give him acne, which is like an issue for some people. But more than all of that, it's just luxuriously comfortable and delightful. And it has that cooling feeling while also being cozy. Very hard to achieve those two things at the same time. I mean, miracle made. Come on, well done. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and buy some sheets today. And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation at the checkout and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today, you'll get 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation. And Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and use the code fake the nation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fake the nation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fake the Nation, episode 391. Hello, hello. This is Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about culture, and where we admit that meditation isn't my thing, okay? It didn't list it as one of my resolutions, but I was giving it, like, a little bit of a try. And it's just like, I want to be zen, all right? I want to be fucking zen, like everybody else. But... Um, it's just not like fun and I'm looking for a meditation that's more fun. So if someone has like a, like a just super fun version of becoming Zen, I would, I'm all ears. Okay. Um, today we're not going to talk about my Zenness. Instead, we're going to talk about a bunch of things that are decidedly not Zen, um, like the Golden Globes, like Harvard's recent resignation. We're going to talk a little bit about Trump. And finally, we'll look at the use of AI in online dating. Today's panel, um, I mean, it's it's panel par excellence. It's, uh, it's a panel that's just been custom made for today. This is the an haute couture 2024 winter season, um, the best panel. Uh, joining us um, for the one millionth time is, um, I mean, you're she's a she's a comedian that you've heard. Um, 
on all audio platforms, including NPR. Um, You've seen her on stages around the country and in Canada, by the way, where she's originally from. And you love her podcast. It's called Parenting is a Joke, and I love her podcast. Uh, It is the wonderful Ophira Eisenberg. Hey, Ophira. Hello. I have a fun meditation for you. Do you? Yeah, it's called Drugs and Alcohol, baby. (laughs) <laughs> that's right that's how uh, that's you right. get zen just quick and easy <laughs> right that does sound more fun that does sound more fun um Ophira it's so great to have you um and I I will let you know if I I try as as listeners know I've done a lot of drugs of, of late um in a public fashion uh so let's you know alcohol is not really my thing but i um, okay, that's fine you got drugs but, uh, but my next drug in the bucket on the bucket list is mdma which i've never done uh so let's see what happens uh i will let you know <laughs> now also joining us on the panel today and i don't know if she's ever taken mdma but frank and frankly that should be a question that i ask all panelists okay from Andrew going forward, we need a full accounting of whether or not these people have done Molly. Um, but here's the thing. She's a tremendous comedian. She is uh, who, uh, who I've just seen in in live shows just absolutely obliterate audiences with her charm and her wit. Um, she has a podcast called Ruined where she ruins or her co-host ruins the plot of horror movies. Um, which I think is fun because I am such a one that will never watch a horror movie. I do not want to feel scared, but I'm happy to hear about them in the abstract. Um, and you just you've seen her handiwork all over television because she's just so fancy. It is the wonderful Allison Leiby. Hello, I have done MDMA. Okay, so, good. Okay, good. So which you're, is how you're, I would we can continue. I would to like do to introduce show. myself on podcast now, being like I'm Allison Leiby and I've done MDMA. <laughs> <laughs> I've done Molly. Um, oh, I'm good. doing a. It's not um, meditation, but it is like. Uh, I, adjacent, I would say, is I've started. I've ever since New Year's Day, I've started. Yeah. Uh, I start the day by dunking my face in an ice bowl, uh, uh, like an ice bath, like a what? mixing bowl full of ice water, and I am addicted in a way that I'm like, oh no, what kind of person am I about to become? But it is a facial Wait, plunge. So, so you put, yes. you do, okay, you take a bowl, <laughs> yeah, ju- like a big mixing it- bowl that you could put your face in, fill it uh-huh. with ice and water. Um, like 50-50, like just cold water. Yeah. And put it in. You start it like three seconds at a time, which is all you can handle. It's very intense, but it clears my sinuses first thing in the morning every day. No. And I've like not had any issues breathing in this like nightmarish winter weather. Um, it's also great for your skin. And it wakes me up. I like wait an hour to have coffee. I don't even need coffee. Wow. Um, so you wake up, you brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. And when does the bowl happen? Like how it's many like the first thing I do after I brush my teeth. I brush my teeth. Um, sometimes I do it before I brush my teeth because then I can just do like teeth and because like you got to put some moisturizer on afterwards. Oh, uh-huh. this is fascinating. It's great. But, but I'm Nikki really said in. fun, just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> um, Allison hey, has done Molly, but it's not clear that she knows what fun is. <laughs> can I ask you one more question about this uh, thing? Other I, than like, what do you do with the water? Yeah. I hope you use it to water plants. Or I do use it to water plants. Thank you. Thank you. But where did, where did you find out about this? Is this uh, of your own invention? TikTok. Obviously, TikTok oh, is where oh, I'm right. learning everything okay. these days. Okay. But it's like, okay. I know. Cold plunges are a thing. I love a cold yeah. plunge, but I live in New York City. I don't have room for that in my home, nor is it in my building or right. easily. So, but then are I saw you, this. Like, part Viking or something? Is that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't mind the cold. It like really doesn't bother me. So it uh, perhaps was an easier kind of on ramp for me than for others. But, all right, Elsa, we got you frozen. I'm, uh, <laughs> Someone has a child in elementary school. Um, I uh, I might join you in this, Allison. Let's see. Give it I a will whirl. report back. Yes. Uh, people of Faith the Nation who wants to do it. I'm actually I'm scared, but I'm titillated. It is scary, but it is invigorating. And like okay. to start the day, kind of like I really have a slow on-ramp. Uh, on-ramp to the day. So I needed something that was gonna speed it up because otherwise it's like 2 p.m. and I'm like. I guess I should eat breakfast. You know, that's oh, not God. like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like to think of myself as like a, I'm not a morning person or a night person. Mm. I'm like a late morning person. Yes, I'm you know a lunch I mean? person. Yeah, like 11.30, I start to shine, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, all right, folks, before we get into the show, I just want to remind you that we are um, still doing Patreon. <laughs> if you go to patreon.com slash Nagin Farsad, you can get extra episodes of the show every month for as little as $4 a month. So just subscribe, support. Uh, thank you so much to everyone that subscribed for just the, the cost of a, of a latte. You get to get extra episodes of the show. You get to support the show that you love, I'm assuming and hoping. So go to patreon.com slash Nagin Farsad. We have some really fun conversations uh, and it's, and I always love uh, bringing them to you. So patreon.com slash Nagin Farsad to join. All right, let's get into it with topic number one. So the stars were out at the Golden Globes, which officially marks the start of the awards season. And before we get into this year's Golden Globes, um, I just wanted to ask about the Golden Globes in general, because after the scandals of the last couple of years, I was sort of surprised that they were still around. You know what I mean? There was like that really super weird shutdown Golden Globes where um, the ceremony was behind closed doors and then no one was in attendance. Yeah, and then, it was on Twitter. Year, <laughs> and it was, right, it was on Twitter. So, and then last year, I and it's funny because I, I, I actually even just super forgot that last year Gerard Carmichael hosted and that seemed to sort of oh right buoy the the awards were you guys surprised that they managed to kind of like live to award another day yeah not only that i watched them not only that i was like who else is watching this and then i saw the commercials and they were all for um adult diapers and (laughs) menopause medicine and i was like (laughs) got it so it was like fox news (laughs) Um, I don't think they think anyone's watching it. I yeah. don't think they think anyone's watching it. Yeah, but, at and, this point. Yeah. It's just a live streamed work event. Like, it's not really <laughs> anything. I, I mean, just to jump ahead, I wish it was more fun because it does not look like a good time. Like, no. that was the one reason to tune in was just to see people kind of unravel because they're having fun and getting wasted. Yeah. Right. Now everyone seems like so careful. 
in yeah. a way that's really antithetical to the entire purpose of the Golden Globes, which is to be the dumb award ceremony. I think social media is ruining that because like things get clipped so much that like if you were like, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, if you were like caught on camera at the Globes, like being drunk and like saying something silly or like, you know, tripping over your chair or something. I guess people could be like, maybe they would tweet it and be like, whoa, that was so funny, like in the moment. And it would make a roundup the next day. And that would be yeah. but like now it's like that video is captured. Everybody is just clipping up everything to make content right. out of it that like it could live on and like actually ruin your life instead of being like a funny anecdote. Funny thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which well, sucks. <laughs> social media ruined another thing. Yep. The, uh, the illustrious Golden Globes. <laughs> Talk about an easy target. I know. Talk about and it's you know, and, and just as a reminder, one of the reason I mean, they, I guess they there was like the there was like a bribery scandal, but there was also the idea that there was like literally not one black voter in this international, yes. um, right. you know, cabal of voters. Um, so so the Hollywood Foreign Press had a lot of work to do, and apparently they're doing you know they're they're like kind of trying to fix some of that. Now this year. They had hosting the show Joe Coy. Now, I don't know him personally. Maybe you guys know him. I do not. Okay. I've met him, but that's not to yeah. know. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. So like. <laughs> to meet is not to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, especially among stand-up comedians. Um, yeah. I would say he's gotten a lot of flack. And I watched the monologue. And it was not as miserable or horrible as everyone is saying. I don't know. Did you guys watch the monologue? Like, I didn't feel he like people were literally like, oh, my God, cringe. How horrible. He was terrible. Oh, you know, and I was like and and again, I don't I'm not trying. This is not me being like, I love the the collected works of Joe Coy. I don't like he's not I'm not trying to defend him or anything. I don't know him. I don't know that much of his work or whatever. But I do feel a little like you fucking try hosting an awards show, you piece of shit. Like uh, there's a little bit of like you don't talk shit about comedians. That's for me to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I immediately felt defensive about oh, about yeah. it. I can't believe he took the gig or anyone takes that gig yeah. who is not already in, sitting in that room invited. Right. Uh, I mean, yes. clear, not not for nothing. Did Jim Gaffigan say no? <laughs> he was there. Right. I mean, <laughs> he might have. He might have. He was in a much yeah, better position. Better position. Right. But I think the yeah, that um, suicide gig. I don't, I, you know, like, I don't care who you blame it on in the moment as you are circling down the death drain. Uh, but you know, so whatever it was like, you blame the writers, never sell your writers to the bus. It's like no one even thought about writers in this way until a strike happened. And they were like, where's my show? Uh, <laughs> so people just were awakened to the fact that there are writers. Yes. Uh, so but I think I literally think get Meryl Streep to do it. Get fucking Leo DiCaprio to like get get someone in that room to do it. Yeah. So Joe Coy took the job right. 10 days before the ceremony, which again, why did it? I mean, I, I like. You, I think you're right. You have to be like an A-list celebrity yeah. to do the job, which is why people loved, you know, uh, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. They're also going to like you really shut up and listen when they're talking. And right. they have two of them. I think it's a, I, mean, I do think it's a two person job. It is for sure a two person job because everyone is talking. Everybody's like just have it. They're all like catching up and having a party like they don't like it's a lot easier to focus if there's like two people up. It just feels like yeah. it's a two person job. And like then like you don't have to just like when a joke fails, you guys can riff. Like, didn't Che and Joe do no, they did the Emmys one year. Um, but it's just like it just makes more sense in general for award shows to have 
a two-hander up there. You need a, you need a pal. You need yeah. a buy-in up yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Also, know. yeah, so that when things suck, you can have someone yeah. to right. cry Yeah, right, so you're with. not alone up there like yeah. Anne Hathaway was with James Franco. <laughs> yeah, and you can blame each other, not your writers. Exactly. Exactly, right. So that we can get into this, like, fun, self-deprecating, like, mini-roast <laughs> scenario with your co-host, and yes. that, I think, can be more fun. But can I just point out the 10 days thing, which I find very funny, because I'm like, to two months like come on now like the what the, oh, the only what thing? 10 days it's not the oh the olympics. 10 days things right it's not the olympics okay right. you're gonna go out to a couple clubs for a week and, and like that's an appropriate amount of time i'm just I gonna mean, say i like okay it it is and it isn't right because it's like i don't know maybe it's i just don't think I, this is just weird i just don't think he was famous enough that's just like my yeah and he thing. did it like now sorry to cut you off. He didn't introduce himself at the beginning. And, like, we know who he is just because, like, we live in the comedy world and thus, yeah. like, know all of the players, even if we don't, yeah. like, know their work very well. But, yeah. like, I feel like 80% of that room was, like, who is that? And then he just started, you know, doing the, the jokes that are, you know, making fun of the people in that room. And they're like, wait, but who are you? And why are you here? I think if he had just, like, gotten himself kind of introduced up top and been a little self-deprecating, then it would have gone much better. It would better. have gone better, right, right. And it was all yeah. still fine. Like, I don't fine. think anything was, like, so... I've heard much worse things in many rooms across New York and this country than I had on that live stream. So. Can I ask you guys about what two of the awards that they introduced this year? One of them was Cinematic and Box Office Achievement for films grossing at least $100 million. Um domestically and 350 million internationally and they also introduced an award for best stand-up special what did you guys think of these award awards being introduced into the fray i mean i like that stand-up gets like because like it it usually in other award shows gets lumped in in this weird like with the writers guild awards or like even with the emmys it's like best for, so like somebody's stand-up hour is up against the televised oscars and you're like I don't what? know how you're supposed yeah, to evaluate yeah, yeah. those two things against each other. So, like, yeah. I do think it's cool because, like, I don't think um, most award shows that address entertainment and television and film, like, address stand-up on its own. Um, the award existing, good. I don't know if I agree with, you know, who they gave it to, but... Um, <laughs> right. They um, gave it to Ricky Gervais, by yes. the way, who was not there to accept it, which I thought Hilarious. was interesting. So funny. But cinematic box office achievement. I mean, you guys already got your money. I don't know what you need the statue for. It's weird because is the achievement that you just won the mo that you just got the most money. In which case, we already know who the award should go to. It's the one that we already know made the most money. Like it's just a yeah. weird. It's like among these movies that made the most money. Now we're going to make a critical assessment. Like it was just weird. Well, you know, they want to have that category in the Oscars too because the mm -hmm. takeaway from all the movies that win usually are like, um, you know, these amazing, let's say artistic pieces that for the most part, nobody in America watched. Yes. Right. And so they want to have the same thing to recognize like, yeah, well, what about, you know, John uh, uh, Vick or whatever? I'm, am I even saying that right? Yeah, Wick. that's right. <laughs> John, John Wick. Wick. I don't know why I was going Wick. for Vick. Uh, <laughs> like, why not? Why not give it to that? I mean, but I think it is, hilarious because it's sort of like okay here's some things that we think are good whether you agree or not and here's what america thought yeah oh totally right. different but also don't <laughs> i mean but the, the oscars tried to introduce that award i want to say two or three years ago yes. and everyone was like 
you assholes. And yeah. like basically like five minutes later, they were like, just kidding. That's a bad idea. And we didn't mean it. And I uh, mean, they should they should just lean into it and be like, and the Bank of America award. Goes <laughs> <laughs> well, so one last thing on the stand up special award. So Ricky Gervais won it. I think he was also the most viewed special on Netflix when Netflix did that data dump over the holidays. Right. Um. This, it, I mean, and whether or not you like the special, I mean, like, I, you know, I've enjoyed Ricky Gervais over the years. Like, I can say 45 different things analyzing that special and, like, the themes in it. But let's, you know, I think it's interesting um, that it, there's this world of, you know, the, the victimized comedian. Um mm. And now that victimized comedian mm. is so victimized. They're they're victimized. <laughs> they're not allowed to talk, you guys. They're not allowed to say what they want to yes. say, guys. And then they go and say what they want to say. How weird. Um, and then they talk about how they're not supposed to say the thing that they're saying and that they get demonized for it. But then they just actually totally get super rich and rewarded for it. So I don't mm -hmm. even know what anyone's talking about in the first place. Agreed. That's, those are my feelings on it. I don't know, Ophira. What you, that was pretty <laughs> eloquent. That was pretty eloquent. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and you're all right. I mean, I love. I think it's just so funny this whole thing, and I'm sure I, I imagine you have all been asked this, where someone you don't know outside of the comedy world comes yeah. up to you and goes like, "Oh my god, do you just feel like completely handcuffed on stage, like you can't say what you really yes, want yes, right yes, now?" Yes, every and interview. I always go, no, no. Fuck. <laughs> no. I have a whole no, hour no. about my own abortion. I think I can say <laughs> yeah, whatever like, I want at this I, point. I'm fine. <laughs> I guess I'm not just being racist, sexist, homophobic. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like what? No, I'm fine. So I feel like, you know, it is also uh, doubling down on something that I feel like doesn't totally exist. It yeah. like exists mm -hmm. in people's minds. It's like, oh, politically correct. <laughs> woke people have ruined. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, no, we just uh, we're trying to say that hate is not tolerated and stand up. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's this it's this weird form of like ideological trauma dumping or something. Like they just wanna <laughs> you know they just wanna be like, but things are bad for me too. And like it's like no things don't actually have to be bad for anyone for stand up That's to right. exist. Yes. It's like not about that. And I think we've gotten into this weird world where there's a perception that things there, you know, things have to be about that or something for it to be mean. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Allison, final thoughts on that? It feels lazy because it's like, oh, you just don't want to write new stuff. So you're going to talk about how your old stuff didn't really go that well. Like it just to me is like <laughs> it's somebody who's just trying to spin out. You know, you know how you take sometimes you have like one dumb line and you're like, I could turn that into a five minute bit. And then it's like the whole thing is noise. And it's just like, Oh, I should have just written other stuff. Like I, that's what it feels like to me. It's 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 yeah. It's lazy. I always I I I, I, I always think of um you know the the wonderful comedian that I know both of you know uh, Kendra Cunningham because I'll like watch her tell a story about fucking eating a muffin and it'll just be like the five best minutes of my day is to like listen to her talk about a muffin and you're just like. If Ricky Gervais could just take a page out of this book yes. right here, like he doesn't need to do all this other shit to be funny. He's funny, right. you know, <laughs> he's just looking for an angle to be edgy or whatever. And it's like, dude, eat a muffin and then like write about it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like that's all you, all you Jim, need. Jim Gaffigan made a career on that. Yeah. Exactly. 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, 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 Jim Gaffigan made a career out of it, and uh, and and then and then people like Kendra Cunningham have perfected the art. And, and Kendra Cunningham needs um, to make yeah. more of a career because that muffin bit. I know exactly what you you're talking about. You know what you want to talk about. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, um, all right, folks, um, let's move on. Uh, let me know. What did you think? Do you care about the award season? I'm uh, I oddly do care about award season. Like I wanted to, I just love the cultural conversation around what did we love? What do we hate? What should we all what should I go be watching before the Oscars? All that. I, I'm into it. Listeners, hit me up. What do you think? Uh, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll get into our next topic. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Today's show is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending. It helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. I have used Rocket Money. And you guys, honestly, I had no idea how many things I was subscribing to that I didn't want to be subscribing to. I think we all go into, we enter into subscriptions with a Pollyanna view that we're going to use as a subscription, even though it's a super obscure, you know, education app from Albania that teaches Russian math or whatever. And then you're like, I'm never going to use this. Why did I get it? I should remember to cancel it. And then you don't. And I know you guys are like me and I know you've done this to yourselves. And guess what? 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about. So we're all in this bucket. And I think paying for that stuff is so angering and Rocket Money is there to help. Because basically Rocket Money shows you, hey, look at this is what all the things you are subscribed to. But then here's the bigger thing. 
to unsubscribe. You don't have to go through the whole rigmarole. Rocket Money unsubscribes for you with a click of a button. It's so easy. The other thing Rocket Money did for me, which I was incredibly grateful for, was reduce the cost of one of my bills. It was my cable bill. Yes, I still have cable. Rocket Money has over 5 million users that have saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. I mean, that tracks for me and for the number of things I was paying for that I'm frankly ashamed of. So thank you, Rocket Money, for like fixing the shame glaze on my life. Uh, so stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation, you guys. And we are back and we're ready for topic number two. So we're, we're going to talk about politics in various forums. But first, when we were coming to the studio, Andrew and I noticed this wonderful uh, headline that I just thought I would read because we we fixate so much on the negative. Um, and uh, we talked about um, how to survive 2024 last week uh, because of a wonderful Substack piece from Amanda Ripley. And uh, and again, I, I just I do want to share good news in that we read this headline that was U.S. carbon emissions fell in 2023 as coal use tumbled to new lows. The drop was big. Um, this is, I'm just reading from the New York Times here, but emissions would need to fall three times as fast for the rest of the decade if the country wants to meet or, uh, its climate goals. Okay. But I just want to say we had a huge drop in emissions and that's cool. Good. And I recognize that it's not enough again, cause I know that's what everyone, but Nagin, it's not enough and like, whatever, basically kill yourself. It's over. Um, but I, I, I want to take the position <laughs> that the, this, this year, so in 2023, it fell at this number. And then you know how like that when they first made t flat screen TVs, they were like $35,000 or whatever. <laughs> and now you can buy a flat screen TV for like 300 bucks. So they figured out how to make it for like nothing. That's what happens if you give people a minute to sort these things out. So the big drop, there was a big drop this year. Okay. Maybe the next few years we'll even see even bigger drafts because we're like knowing how to do it now you know what i mean like we're gonna get to the point where the where the flat screen tv is just 300 bucks anyways that's just a theory i love I it i don't know but it. you know yeah what do you guys think uh i think hitting a goal of 0.1 percent might not do a lot <laughs> 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 so i'd love it to double to yeah, 0. yeah, 2 yes. yeah 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 <laughs> Let's double. Um, all right. But we just wanted to start with a little bit of good news. But beyond that, let us talk about um, the hullabaloo that ensued from the congressional testimony. Uh, we talked about this before the holidays, you know, where Harvard and a couple of other pre presidents of universities testified. Um, they did poorly. Uh, there was um, for Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard, there was an additional plagiarism scandal that seemed to plague her in the last weeks. Um, and after all of that, her position seemed untenable and she has now resigned. Now, I guess after we initially talked about this, Claudine Gay seemed 
to be the survivor of this situation. Like she didn't seem like she was going to have to resign because of the congressional testimony. Um, And then there was a sort of politically motivated investigation into her, into plagiarism. And um, which I'm not, I'm not trying to say the plagiarism is not wrong, by the way. Uh, But, but the timing, you know, and the person who funded it and all that stuff, there was, there was a lot, going on there uh, Christopher Rufo um, who 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 pub- published a newsletter with the headline is Claudine Gay a plagiarist and he did that on December 10th so um, that was uh, you know that was politically motivated were you surprised that this all kind of turned around in this way no <laughs> <laughs> like nothing surprises me anymore about the way this country functions and I don't know, you know, I I know broad strokes, um, the story, but not like the nitty gritty. But to me, this feels a lot like when you look at all of the things that um, our political resources could be investing in to investigate or to deal with. (laughs) This is this is this is not the this is like when I haven't had a vegetable in 10 days and I'm like, I should get a haircut. And it's like, eat a salad. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like, it's just not the thing to focus on, like, big picture. But I also feel like a lot of the same, like, people that are, you know, excited and happy that she resigned over the plagiarism are the same people who are just like, AI is the future and we don't need writers anymore. Like that is like, <laughs> there feels like that that Venn diagram is, is right, close to right. a circle. And that to me is just like, I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> it's interesting too, when you look at the board members of Harvard and the, you know, the articles make perfectly clear that the board members that are, you know, puppeteering this whole thing and Claudine herself, they're all from fortunes, right? They're all from fortunes. Uh, and it, it, I feel like the, they didn't mock it, but it was like, as they all dissipated during Christmas time to various resorts and, and Claudine was dead set on still with the controversy, take your family to Rome. Anyways, like it just, it definitely paints a picture, yeah. but it is interesting to me that these board members, as far as I could tell with the ones that are name checked, in the articles, they are not the CEOs or the business people or the, um, I don't know, like the acting within these uh, grand fortunes. They are all heirs. Mm-hmm. They are oh, all yeah, heirs. yeah, yeah. One of them's yeah. the heir to the Tootsie Roll, Tootsie Roll company. They're yeah. airing. That's their life. They're airing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Comedy yeah. of errors. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. That would be good. And I just think of like, just, I, I mean, again, I have no idea what it's like to be in the shoes, but I just started thinking about like that kind of lifestyle, growing up in that, and then you're put in these positions, big decisions, huge topics, complicated to- topics, and um, and things you don't care about. You think any of these people care about plagiarism? No. No. I mean, plagiarism is adorable at this point. Right, 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 yes. right, right. Uh, now, to be clear, Harvard does have like a posi- an, an anti-plagiarism position. Sure, of course. Also, academic institution. Yeah. Also, I've, I, I heard from Emily Bazelon, who's a professor at Yale and also a journalist, that the that this sort of her the the plagiarism that was um, cited here kind of amounts to like a misdemeanor charge of plagiarism. It isn't like she didn't steal ideas. She stole she stole snippets of technical definitions 
um, or paragraphs summing up other scholars' research that were like lightly paraphrased instead of, I guess, heavily paraphrased, which would have been better or something. Um, Sounds like how I went through college. So exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Which again, like a, a professor, what, what yeah, a professor should be professor should be better than that and whatever. And I totally get it, but also it's just one of these things where the timing like the this is what's going to bring her down and what is i i my my question for you guys on a political front is like how i'm just i want to understand how this helps the conservative cause if you're a conservative voter maybe maybe you guys have conservative voters in your family i do um do are they like I really want to take down the president of Harvard? Like I truly like for you know I have a cousin who votes you know um, for Trump and I don't think he's ever thought about the president of Harvard. Like no. I don't know that yeah. this is a, a like a um, you know a feather in his cap or something. I'm not. I just don't know that he's put you know clapping at this like that he's happy about it in any way I don't know what it does do you, what does it do why does anyone care to me it feel like it feels like it shows the difference between the republican base and the republicans who are running that party because they are all rich people who think this is important. They all went to Harvard and Princeton and Yale like they that yeah. is not all of them I mean we've seen congress um but a lot of like yeah. you know the, I think that like the the big names and money of like the old and still some of like the Ted Cruz of the Republican Party right. think that this is important. But I think that the base that they're trying to appeal to is like, I don't care about Harvard. I don't think about Harvard. I don't yeah. <laughs> like, I don't care yeah. what I don't know what plagiarism is like not to diminish like right. who those voters are. But I don't think that's something that they concern themselves with day to day. And like, if anything, this could be a helpful tool in separating those voters from uh, those politicians, because that is a pretty big gap in interest, I think. Yes. yes. The drain the swamp people yes. aren't like plagiarism. That's yeah. also a problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I right. It, it does sort of fall into the category of nobody cares. But I, I do think, you know, obviously there's like the whole other issue, which is that uh, she didn't come out with a very strong position on what was going on yes. in the Middle East. And then there was all these like protests happening. And then the, this, this body of students said they felt unsafe. And those body of students said they felt unsafe. And then she didn't fucking deal with it. And then they were planning on her doing an apology tour. I mean, the whole thing is just like a mess. So yeah. that's when you start going, well, how many counts of plagiarism can we cite? Mm. Right, 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 sure. right. It's like get them on taxes instead of the actual like murder or whatever. Right. And, and when I the heir to the Hyatt hotels has a couple guests going like, "Well, I my son goes to Harvard, and we're not mm. sure about this." That's where it starts. Mm. It's, it's and I think you're right, Ophir, that it's um it, it actually like would have just been more reasonable to fire her because of her handling of the congressional testimony. Like, <laughs> right. you know, at the end of the day, you're just like, uh, you're gonna fire over this instead of like the bigger thing. Like the bigger thing was the bigger thing, and and also I want to say for for colleges like when you're hiring a president it's like you're hiring a, a, a spokesperson mm -hmm. and they should be good at spokespeopling you know and if they <laughs> yes. can it's like and and it's like it's like i i i, I encourage you to think to to look at improv comedians because they're just going to be better on their feet you know what i mean <laughs> like if you're looking for a good president of your university give in, improv comedians a series of game boundaries you know what i mean mm -hmm. call it a you know this is just an 
improv game where the boundaries are anti-racism and <laughs> and like the safety of students and go you know what I mean? go make speeches and i feel like they would do an excellent job but it's like often they're the, you know what we've seen is that they've hired people that are like actually not tremendous at spokespeopling and i think that's interesting nikki do you know offhand how long she was in that position i think it was six short months. right so the yeah. shortest yeah. of of, of yeah. harvard's ever yeah yeah mm-hmm. real sad all right. Um, let us move on quickly to um, an unsavory figure in American life, uh, Trump. Um, and we don't. We're just going to talk about this very briefly because um, there isn't has not been a determination on this yet. But Trump's lawyers, basically this week, tried to make the case that Trump can't go to criminal trial because, as president, he is immune and everything he was doing. Um, you know, including all the stuff around January 6th, including all the stuff around election uh, claims, um, those were all done as a president uh, in the office of the president. And therefore, he can't be charged with anything. Um, what did you, I just it was I felt this was hilarious. <laughs> That's the only reason I want to bring it up because the the judges, the three person judge um, panel, was very skeptical um, about the sweeping position that Trump's lawyers took. They brought up a hypothetical assassination, like if the, the you know if the president had uh, called for you know had someone assassinated, would they still be immune from criminal prosecution um, because they were president? And at the time, basically, uh, you know, and the lawyers were like, um, yeah, you know, so I just thought that was fun and ridiculous. Um, Ophira, what did you think? I seem to remember in my citizenship exam to become an American. Yes. Mm -hmm. You asked the get asked the following question. What is the rule of law? (laughs) (laughs) Uh huh. Yeah. And the rule of law is that no one in any position as an American citizen is exempt from the laws. That's that's no the answer. One. That's the answer. That's the answer. Okay. I do. Right. No one. Does everybody know that? I feel like this is news so. to a lot of people right now. <laughs> I don't think that I, that is common knowledge. <laughs> it is. I'm telling you, it is right. You have a hundred questions to study for. And that is one of them. What is the rule of law? Uh, Allison, what do you think of these proceedings? And um, <laughs> I, I did not know that that was on a citizenship. That was one of the citizenship questions. I'm, uh, I'm heartened. It's all like <laughs> drifting into sketch comedy in a way that is damaging to both uh, American uh, politics and also comedy is how these proceedings <laughs> all feel. Like, uh-huh. like I having worked in political comedy for so long, I'm like, how are we supposed to heighten this stuff anymore? <laughs> like, that is where <laughs> it really is, you know, that's where it really starts to hurt me. <laughs> right, right. It, uh, prosecution's in space. That's how you heighten it. Yeah, you it's know, all it's, very, it's like, caveman lawyer. Or, like, what, yeah, it's yeah, all, yeah, exactly. it, it all starting to feel like Phil Hartman um, in a way that uh, sucks for both things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> totally. And it's, uh, and even just like hearing, you know, there's like this great audio um, of the, of the court proceedings um, and just to hear the, the arguments and it, you don't, you don't really need any comedy writers. Um, you yeah. could just throw that audio into AI and let it do, let it do its own thing. It's maybe the only instance in which I would allow AI to, to do anything. <laughs> um, right. We're just going to get a lot of comics doing like facial expressions, just like what? exactly exactly some spit takes yeah yeah Yeah. um well the so that still has not been decided um i heard an interesting theory somewhere i think maybe on the brian lara show i can't remember where um that basically one of the ideas is that the um judges will sort of subconsciously or consciously say no he no no one is above the law as per ophira eisenberg um <laughs> they will cite ophira in their findings no one is above the law and so he can be tried so that's ridiculous and then they might on the other case about can he be on the ballot in colorado they may relent on that so that it's sort of like there's a win on both sides and no one gets mm. upset uh or like there's enough for for people to like not you know fully lose their minds. oh good as uh, long as no one's upset Exactly. I wouldn't I wouldn't want anyone to lose sleep. <laughs> All right, folks, let us move on to topic number three. So we read a piece in Mashable by Saira Mueller titled, I put AI photos on my hinge dating profile. They were the most liked by far. And Look, the title says it all. She noticed that more and more AI-generated selfies were being shared online. And what's more, they were being shared on dating apps where, you know, you're supposed to put your best foot slash face forward. But also, you're supposed to present a realistic depiction of yourself so that when you go on that harrowing first date, you know who to look for. Um, So she puts these AI-generated selfies on her own profile to see how they kind of um, perform compared to her regular photos. Uh, and I guess my first question is like, what's your experience in, I, I've done online dating. I don't know if the two of you have done online dating, um, but if you have, like, what is your experience with the photos and picking them? And do you ever feel like you're posting something that's like a little too good? Well, I, okay. Well, I've never posted something too good. That's for sure. <laughs> Um, I've, I've only like dabbled in online dating over the years for like brief periods and then been like, this is not for me. And then every like five years I have to like try again. And then I remember, yeah. like, of course, I, I, this isn't something I enjoy. Um, but like all profiles have always felt like AI because they're all <laughs> the same. Like every, everything is like, everyone's just trying to have a profile that like will perform the best so that the most people will want to go out with them. So they have the most choices for somebody who might yeah. actually be a match. But then it just like kind of like ends up being everybody likes travel and family and restaurants and every and everyone has a photo of them like at a wedding holding a fish. Like it's like it, it already was AI. And like the, yeah. I'm like, I don't know how far a jump was this at this point. <laughs> <laughs> True. Oh, yeah. Farrah, what's your experience I mean, I- with the photo picking? It was a long, it was a long time ago. So I remember too, I was like, uh, I was mad at the whole interface and prospect that it existed. So I remember I put up a headshot and one, and I was just like, that's what it is. (laughs) You know, like deal with it. But I also think like, oh yeah, it's all, it's all false basically. 
like the job with online dating is to scroll through the false the false stuff and figure out if there's anything in there that should truth. be investigated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're like, do I do as a detective? Would I like to know more? Right, yeah. right, right, uh, right. You're but like it's all it's all garbage. Right, you're like special committee doing <laughs> like you know trying to find the unearth. You're Mueller trying to find the truth um, every time you're going on a dating profile. I remember like posting photos. And being a little embarrassed because I had to, at the time, do a bunch of, like, press photos of myself for, like, I don't remember. It was, like, Edinburgh or something. Like, I just needed a lot of photos. You know, when you're a comedian, like, you just kind of need a lot of photos that you can send for different shows and they use them for promotion or whatever. And so I – and I used a couple – that were like still like look me looking like a regular person, but they were just like a little nicer because a professional photographer had taken them, you know? And I did feel like, is this too good of a, like, is this sending the wrong signal mm. that I look this, uh, you know, like everything magically behind me is like in soft focus and I'm just like popping in the center here. You know what I mean? I, there was like, there was like some moments where I was just like, oh, this is, feels a little embarrassing, but I'm just going to post them because I guess you're supposed to use your, you know, great photo. Um, but I also agree that I, I not only, you know, Allison, your point about everything already feels like AI. I find, you know, now that I help friends do some of their um, profiles, that it is quite boring. If I see the same picture of a person on a mountain, I mm-hmm. will murder everybody. Like it's so don't it's so boring and everyone is also posting something that like makes them look a little athletic and like you know like all that stuff I can't it does feel boring like it 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 it's okay I don't know at this point I'm just like take a photo of yourself like in a like a like in a ditch in something really ugly <laughs> I don't know yeah. I you, know, you are right I've had this like I'm honestly idea brewing for a while that I think if you want to make a successful dating site now it's like literally post your worst photo and you write your profile is the worst things about me, things I hate, <laughs> things I'm working on. Yep. Like it is like figure out a way to air your worst side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been on my to-do list for three years and I still haven't done it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All instead of that of, stuff. Instead of uploading a photo, your phone automatically, when you open the app, just takes a front-facing photo of you and they're like, that's the photo. <laughs> it defaults, everybody, like, not, no one looks good. It defaults, like, Everybody being AI or everybody being like from below, uh, like multiple chins, just yeah, 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 yeah totally like nostrils, just totally. nostrils. Well, so there, so the writer at this piece talked to some psychologists about the use of AI, and a lot of these experts attributed it to body dysmorph- dysmorphic disorder (BDD), um, which, you know, it's 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 interesting. They said that basically two to three percent of Americans have this body dysmorphic disorder and that I I also thought like just as a a, a gal having grown up in the 80s and 90s haven't we always had body dysmorphic disorder like this I get that it's 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 probably on steroids now because you can see AI generated beautiful photos all the time um you know and when we were growing up it's like we saw them in magazines right um I don't know, but I, 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 I still remember very clearly, like just comparing myself constantly to <laughs> other oh, yeah. girls, yeah. like all the time. And so I, this, this feels a little bit like, 
oddly comforting. It's just the same as it ever was, you know? Same as it ever was. Yeah. And I mean, I just, I feel like casting has gotten because gotten better over the years, just in terms of like at least having representation of different mm-hmm. kinds yeah. of women. Because I feel like I grew up on television that was Gorgeous. blonde and skinny, yeah. and 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 there was the you know heroin chic whole thing mm-hmm. that was uh, obviously highly problematic about how skinny you had to be, and that was the most fashionable, interesting thing. I I feel like I gr- I, I mean, every, most of the women. Uh, that are now women when we were teenagers idolized eating disorders oh, I will yeah. say that oh yeah I remember in high school there were like sections in our uh, sex ed class or whatever about about eating disorders because that people yeah. were so concerned about all of us doing it oh yeah and like I, I've seen on TikTok, which again is where I get everything now uh, I get my I dunk my face in ice I learn about body image <laughs> but it's like you know it's kind of like two sides of the same coin where it's like we grew up and it was like all you saw was like thin, 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 thin. But you only saw it when you were watching television or a movie or reading a magazine. And now 80 percent of your social life is also online. And like these girls get to see like, you know, more representation and like bigger and different bodies. But those bodies are also like airbrushed. They have perfect. Everybody's skin looks fake. And it's like. Yeah, I guess it's just kind of like a new yeah. version of of the things that you have. And also Ozempic and all of the other things that I like wish, make things a little bit different. Now. Right. I wish mm-hmm. I had discovered British television when I was a teenager because you're like, these bitches never even got braces. I mean, I, you oh, don't yeah. see a non-straight tooth barring Steve Buscemi. You do not see the non-straight teeth on American actors. Like everyone has perfect teeth and the perfect skin. Da, da, da. You and turn ears. on a British TV show and you're like, oh, this is where everybody else is, I guess. There was and even a wild. thing. I can't remember if it was Coronation Street, like one of the their sort of, you know, flagship most beloved yeah. series yeah. where they cast a beautiful person. And as one of the or was it called Neighbors? That's what that was a big one too, right? E- Neighbors. There's one called East mm-hmm. uh, Eastenders. Anyways, yeah, Eastenders, and they cast a beautiful person, like by I guess you know American television standards, and the audience backlashed, and they fight, they kill. Hilarious, them hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> I'm into that. I mean, how I think honestly, things would have been so different. Um, I remember what, my friend lived in um, Ireland for for a couple years. And uh, and she was just like, um, she was like, it's weird here because hot guys will date normal looking girls. Um, and <laughs> I was like, and she's like, I think it's from the TV shows or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's that's funny. I mean, if you're a hot guy and on TV, they're showing every kind of, yeah. you know, or what, it's like, OK, yeah. you know, uh, anyways. But that's also like how sad that we thought that way. Um, OK, now my, this is my last question on this on these AI generated photos. So when you look at the photos that she posted of the AI. What did you think of those photos? Because my feeling of the photos was that they just look like they had been taken by a photographer. Like, just like they were better. The color correction was better. You know, all that stuff. It just looked like it was more magazine photo. Yeah. It didn't, they didn't look like, you know, anime characters or whatever. Yeah, it was not manga. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So what did you think of the actual 
photos that she, you know, she was upset that people liked them more. I, I mean, yeah, they, they, they looked right. The lighting is right. There's some smoothness, right? Yes, people are going to like them more because it's they're just visually yeah. more appealing in that artistic yeah. way. Yeah, it wasn't like which is a. The question wasn't which is a better representation. <laughs> Smooth everything out. The right. question was which is more visually pleasing. Right. Well. I'm, a watercolor of me is better. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and they did lack, I mean, when what they they were more visually pleasing. They also did lack personality. They didn't show sure. what she was doing or what she could do or what she was interested in or any of that shit. Like, it was just like, they were like headshots. They were like actor headshots. Yeah. It, yeah. It was giving me headshots. And it's also like, it's not like it was so, tell where it's like, is that you with, the Queen of England? Like, it's not like, you know, those are AI images where you'd be like, right. wait, when did you go to space? Um, right. <laughs> but these just looked, these just looked like headshots. And like, again, like I when the first time I did the apps, the only people who had headshots were people in the entertainment industry yeah, yeah, or yeah, photographers. Yeah. Yeah. So it was always like such a tell where I was like, oh no, that person's like an actor or comedian. Yeah, I'm no, out. thank you. <laughs> and then the next time, like five or six years later, when I joined again, it was like when everybody started having better phones and better access to like Photoshop and things like that where like suddenly everybody looked like they had professional photographs done all the time. Um, and now I'm like, well, then it must be every single person will have something that looks like this. Yes. Which right. I, then how do you And then you see the it? new phone, uh, the Samsung phone that they were advertising where if you take group shots, you know, it basically does oh, yeah, a little can, bit like, of uh, a film and then basically it will switch everybody's to make sure every single face looks perfect and forward. And it's just like the way we are already just, you know, changing everything. Like, I think at some point very soon, the like the like you said, like you're going to open up your phone and it's just going to take a shot and that's what's going to be thrown out there. And people are going to be like, that's great because it will be so entirely different yes. from all of the artifice. Um. All right, f folks, let me know. What do you think? Are you using AI photos? I still have not actually t had one done of myself, and I don't know that it, I want to at all. But anyways, I, or I'm, I'm curious. Uh, listeners out there, where are you on uh, AI-generated photos of yourself? Okay, that is the end of the show. And uh, my God, what a good time I had. Thank you so much for being on the show. And what I really want is for the people of Faith the Nation to be able to find you and all the wonderful things that you do. Ophira Eisenberg, where do they do that? You can follow me on all the socials at Ophira E. Follow her on all the socials, guys. Also, you can find out where she's performing. Yeah, she did, I, I did you just it. complete a Canadian tour? Or you're that, going yeah, on... I, not so long ago. No, I just completed one. There will be another one later in the year, but you, I did complete 18 uh, days of you Canada. Post, okay, you posted one of my favorite jokes of 2023 in that oh, Canadian tour nice. announcement, which is which was something like, let me tell it back to you. Uh, it was something like, I'm going to be on tour. I'm going to be, that's right. I'm going to be gone from my kid for 18 days, like a bad mother or average dad. <laughs> 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 and I was like, oh, yes, nailed it so hard. That that hit me. Um, so definitely follow Ophira. For those gems alone, you should follow Ophira. Allison Leiby, where do people follow you um all socials at allison Liby, a-l-i-s-o-n-l-e-i-b-y um i also post where my shows are i'm on tiktok i've only posted two things and one is a video of my cat staring at me from the darkness of the bathroom so i don't know if that's <laughs> your thing but you could you know give it a, you could come see what i'm liking on tiktok which is just deranged wellness trends that i hopefully it's, will stick with 
It's Ooh, all yes. ice, ice-based well-stressed. Yes. yes, all ice. <laughs> uh, folks, you know where to find me and all the things that I do. Um, don't forget to go to patreon.com slash Nagin Farsad to support the show. Don't forget to review the show because that really helps us. Um, it helps people find the show. And I want to thank everyone who makes the show a possibility. That's our wonderful producer, Andrew McGuire. Thanks to Gabby Alter for our fantastic theme music. Thanks to everyone at HeadGum to make, who make the show a possibility. Um, if you want to reach out to us, you can do that at Fake the Nation podcast at gmail.com and otherwise we will be back in your earballs next week that was a headgum podcast